Town Hall Academy, episode 76. And then, you know, I always stop and say, did that make sense to you? Do you understand what I'm saying? And then over time, I would ask the technician to do it. I would watch the customer and watch their body language. And I'd say, you know what? I don't think they quite understood what you were saying. Could you, you know, bring it down a little bit or let me try it and tell me if I got it right. But it's all about communication. Welcome, automotive aftermarketers, to a Remarkable Results Radio Town Hall Academy. Listen to learn just one thing from today's episode on your journey to remarkable results. Hello and welcome. So glad you're here on the Remarkable Results Radio Town Hall Academy, the only weekly forum for aftermarket professionals that brings a fresh and innovative discussion to inspire and grow individuals and companies. You are here in episode 76 as we discuss improving your soft skills, a lively discussion on how important soft skills are for leadership positions and for your entire team. Carm Capriato here. Glad to have you by. And thanks to Jasper Engines and Transmissions for the support of the Town Hall Academy. When faced with options for your customer's engine or transmission failure, rest assured that a remanufactured drivetrain product from Jasper Engines and Transmissions will give your customer's vehicle a new lease on life. Select Town Hall Academy episodes are now available to earn AMI elective credit toward your AMI accreditations. Now find out more, remarkableresults.biz slash AMI. Hey, have you seriously looked at the Academy archives? Find a wide range of topics we tackle and the breadth of insights, ideas, and trends we give you each and every week. There is no other resource like this in the aftermarket. This audio video form brings opinion and experience from the panel that can help you decide on a pathway for your own improvement and change. Yes, being a perpetual student, or as many say, being a lifelong learner is the only way to find success. So glad I can bring you this resource. Get your learning curve on. RemarkableResults.biz slash Academy. Hey, with me on this Academy is Amy Matnett, shop owner, auto craftsman, Montpelier, Vermont, trainer and former president of Woman in Auto Care. Also with me is Greg Buckley from Buckley's Personalized Auto Care in Wilmington, Delaware. And also with me is Jeremy O'Neill from Freedom Automotive and CEO of Advisor Fix. Hey, you know, when we talk soft skills, I want to point out that this trend to improve personal attributes goes a long way in building and engaging you to interact effectively and harmoniously with other people. A soft skills inventory can be active listening, enthusiasm, attitude, communication skills, teamwork, work ethic, flexibility, and courtesy, among others. Our Academy panel dives deep into the value of soft skills for a leader and among the entire team. We talk roles and responsibilities, the value of a success coach, and the value that soft skills brings to the technician, service advisor, and customer relationship. Find the key talking points in my guests' previous episodes at RemarkableResults.biz slash A076. Now listen to Improving Your Soft Skills with Amy Matinat, Greg Buckley, and Jeremy O'Neill. There's, there's a million places we can go with this, with this topic, Improving Your Soft Skills. It takes the individual themselves to have the need, the want, and the qualities to move in that direction. So, Jeremy, I know you're a high-dominant guy, so my question to you is if you're a high achiever, how do you get out of your own way 
and let those soft skills bubble up. Well, it's so funny. Yesterday we had a uh, customer come in and she was standing by the front office door and I didn't recognize her. So, you know, you get caught in that moment of, oh my gosh, is that car ready? Who is that? And I thought she was somebody else. But anyways, I go blasting right through the door and she goes, oh, let me get the door for you. And I was like, okay. But the interesting part of it is our personalities come out. And as achievers, a lot of us are achievers. I mean, you don't rise to the top of running a business or an organization without being an achiever and a doer. And from my early coaching days, coaching service advisors, I could go get results. And the the crutch for me was if I had a shop that or a client that wasn't getting the results, I'd fly in and help run the shop for a week. And yeah, we'd get that spike in sales. But that's me doing it. And the hardest thing for coaching for me was to help others get the results. And now I'm transitioning out 18 months into owning my own shop. We're on a Freedom Auto Repair version 5.0. We've turned our entire staff over five times. It's been a wonderful 18-month history here. And what I'm learning is I still have that death grip on wanting to control and do everything. So the second I've got somebody that doesn't perform, hey, get out of my way. Let me do this. We got to hurry. This car's got to go. You're not doing it. And, and the sad part is the reason I'm on Freedom Auto 5.0, it's not just because everybody sucks who lives up here. It's a combination of things, but a lot of it is me. And when you, I love the topic, soft skills. So regardless of whether I'm having a good day or a bad day, I always know that it's a skill that can be learned. And you know what, Carm? I've got to go back to school. I have to learn how to lead. I have to become a better leader. I've got to stop. You know, We'll talk about this a little bit later. I've got to stop kicking the water bottle. So this is a metaphor that I, I don't carry this around with me. I mean, TSA like that, but I really have got to get out of my way and let my people do the job. Because every time that you step in and do something for them, you take them down a notch. Thank you for opening this up. Most people get terminated because they lack soft skills, but we hired them for their education and their experience. And True. so, you know, Greg, have you ever let anybody go? Then, you know, at the end of the day, you said... Wow, they were they were really smart, but they couldn't get along with anybody. Yeah, I mean, over, over the course of you know our fifty-two years, and, and at the time I've had it since ninety-five, you know, from dad. But I same thing for him. We watched people. Well, we had to let them go. I mean, there's there wasn't really any meat on the bones left. Where you've tried every angle, you've helped them uh, be who they want to be and who they need to be, and and yet at the same time, they just weren't getting it. You know, and I don't know if there's any amount of soft skills you can have or leadership qualities that you can't, you know, present or train or help them with that would cure their ills. Um, whether it was an attitude problem or a lack of want to pursue to be better, um, whatever the case might be. I mean, I've, I've had technicians who are just really, really good, but for some way they just don't, they don't gel. They just cannot be part of our team. Not to say they can't be somebody else's team member. They just don't fit our culture or the way we want to do things. So as, as someone who's in a leadership position, we really need to recognize that early in the hire uh, situation. I mean, if they're after three months, if you feel that if they're not getting it, no matter what you track for their uh, performance levels, if they're not getting it or they're not really gelling with the team, that's when you have to start, you know, all right, is this guy, is this person going to make it? Is, and, and then you really you got to decide whether I want to work with them a little bit deeper. I want to really get into what their psyche is and why it is. I mean, you always got to become like a psychologist in a sense. And then figure out from there, all right, uh, do I, is this a green light or is this a red light? You know, and, and what's happening? So we, I can honestly tell you that over the years, we've seldom 
have eliminated a team member. I mean, the last one, the legitimate one. Now, you know, I'm not talking your students and stuff like that. They're, they can come and go based upon a lot of factors. But as a true technician hire, um, it's been eight years since I've actually let somebody go and brought somebody on. That's that's the way I operate. So, Amy, Jeremy uh, basically says, hey, um, I'm the plug here. I'm the problem. And he says he's got to go out and get some um, uh, some finishing uh, education. Go over to England and get some finishing skills. And basically, the owner has to set the tone. I mean, what can you tell Jeremy, Amy? Well, Jeremy's spot on. It really is up to the owner to set the tone of the shop. And in in my mind, a good leader is in the background. And you really, it's it's not about your own achievements. And I mean, the shop can be just like, you know, kicking butt, but it's not you that's done it. It's your team. And so you always want to push them up forward and make sure that whenever anyone's talking about the shop, it's all about the team. Um, you're the one that is the vessel that's holding everybody together. And when you have really strong leadership, the vessel doesn't leak. You know, it's able to hold everyone and support them so they can be the best that they can be. But I like to say that the the owner, you know, as you said, Carm, sets the tone of the shop. And and I had a coach years ago, and he would describe it as, especially on Monday morning, you come in and you sprinkle fairy dust as you walk through the shop. And on Monday, sometimes it takes me an hour to get to the office because I check in with each person. How was your weekend? How are the kids? How's the wife? You know, how was... Uh, you know, racing, how was boating, whatever they were doing. And you check in with everyone. And that way, if someone had a bad weekend, you know, I was up all night, I have a stomach bug, I feel a little lousy, or my kid broke their arm, I was up in the hospital. You understand where their psyche is at for the day. And then as the leader, you, you can let everybody else know. It's like, look, you know, Joe had a really rough night. He was up at the hospital all night. He's a little tired. If everybody could kind of, you know, support him. And and we're going to try and get you out of here as quickly as possible so you can go home and get some rest. And that way, it's not like, man, Joe's slacking. You know, it's like everybody understands what's happening before it happens. But uh, you're almost describing magic, Mm-hmm. Where do you uh, where do you find the time to to dig into expectations to dig into performance goals? Because it's great that you have the right attitude. It's great that there's harmony. It's great that it's a team. It's great that the work ethic is there. It's great that the flexibility is there. Did you notice all these soft skills that I keep dropping? If that's the case, where where does that magic happen? You know, as, as you're globally handling soft skills. Well, I th- if I think I'm hearing you is, is how do you track your, you know, whether it's working or not. And that really all goes back to the numbers. How are your technicians productivity? Um, and if someone is producing, you know, like out of this world, you need to make sure that they are acknowledged, they're thanked, and then they're rewarded. If someone's, you know, and, and when watching your numbers, you have a, a superstar who's all of a sudden their production drops. You don't get angry with them. You go, you have, you know, bring them in the office and have that one-on-one and say, hey, what's going on? This isn't like you. And so, again, that touching base and making sure that you know what's going on in the shop, that's where you may find out. I just found out, you know, 
my wife was diagnosed with something and I'm freaking out. And so you need to know those things so that, again, your job is to support everybody. So then you can support them and what they need to get through what's going on in their lives. Because everybody at the shop spends most of their day at the shop. And so we we really are a team. And, and I like to use the word family. A lot of people are like, you know, we're not a family and don't get involved with your staff. But I don't agree. I think that there is a line of how much you can do for people. But because you are the leader and you are supporting all these families, you need to be in touch with what's going on. And sometimes you got to lend a helping hand. She just described a conductor to me of an orchestra. Mm-hmm. That's a mm-hmm. that's a good word. And in Jeremy, uh, I know that a con- this what she just described is almost like a team success coach. Yeah, and it, you know, it's uh, one of the classes I teach is called "Management Is Dead," and I, I just love the graphic that I I did for the workbook, which is you know a hand rising out of the grave, and it says "Rest in Peace." And in one of the the things that I've seen with 20 groups or whatever, a lot of shop owners are focused on past performance where they're looking at numbers that are 30, 60, 90 days old. And there's very little focus for the future. And you can't change what we did in in May. So for instance, if you didn't make enough net profit in May, have your staff on Monday morning, call every customer that came in in May and say, hey, Greg, it's Jeremy at Freedom Auto. Just to let you know, we did a great job for you in May, but we didn't charge enough. Can I have your credit card for 25 bucks, please? <laughs> Nobody's ever going to pay you that fee, right? So the challenge is we got to be forward thinking. Now, the, Brian Tracy says this so well. He says the most effective use of an executive's time is to be a success coach for their team. So what's Amy, what Amy's talking about, and I want to know, Amy, where do you buy the fairy dust at? Do they sell it in a, a one-gallon yeah. drum? Or hey, I live in Vermont. We grow it here. <laughs> Come and visit, and I'll give you some for free. <laughs> uh, let me see. That's an eight-hour trip. I'll see you. Some, I'll see you around Absolutely. ten o'clock tonight. Put that in the U.S. mail. <laughs> FedEx it for sure. Uh, so, so the 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 hour that she spends on Monday morning is literally the most impactful hour of her time that week. Because if you get your people focused on the right chart, it, you chart the course for them, you literally let them go and do it. And it's it's one thing with coaching service advisors, um, our weekly calls, whether we're doing new material or checking in, it's that boost in their morale, their psyche, and then as a shop owner now. The time that you spend investing with them, coaching them, and being that success coach, you're getting them set on what we still need to accomplish. Yes, we take corrective measures on past, you know, unsuccesses and coaching areas, but that's the time to be giving positive reinforcement, listening, providing good feedback. And if you just spend five or 10 minutes with each of your staff members each week and be their success coach, and that's what you look at your job as, that's a soft skill that you can learn and actually become better at. And then the other thing, we did a meeting this morning and I noticed this throughout my uh, 18-month career here at Freedom Auto. There's been times where we're on point rocking, where we're just slaying the dragon, things are happening perfect. And I noticed that as the leader of the shop, I've got my stuff together. Everything's organized. I'm meeting with the key people. Everybody's hit on point. And by 7.30 in the morning, communication's clear. And the communication is easy. So one thing I'll share with everybody, one way to test if you possibly have a culture issue within your shop, like Greg talked about, or a personnel issue, is how easy are the conversations in the meeting? How does it feel? And being that this this is my third week with my new staff, this morning's meeting, it felt a little forced, but guess what? 20 minutes into it, I sat back and watched and it started to happen. And that's really where when that team takes over and it starts to become like a locomotive, ooh, you've got it. Make it happen. 
Wow. Thank you for that. I, I love where we're going. Thank you so much. If your customer has a vehicle they like, they shouldn't have to get rid of it because the engine, transmission, or differential failed. You know, because you and your customer know the vehicle maintenance, there's no reason they can't keep it on the road. Depreciation, license, insurance, interest, add them all up and they'll probably total more than it would cost to install a remanufactured product from Jasper Engines and Transmissions. Personal finances only go so far. Daily living expenses, college for the kids, and as we all hope, retirement. So before your customer rushes out to buy a new or a newer used vehicle because their engine or transmission has failed, contact Jasper and find out how a remanufactured product from Jasper Engines and Transmissions can extend the life of your customer's present vehicle for an amount much less than the higher expenses that come with a vehicle trade. Give their vehicle a new lease on life with Jasper. Now let's talk about, in my opinion, the number one most important leadership trait and probably soft skill, Greg, and that would be listening. Absolutely. We all should be very good listeners. You know, it's key as the conversations from Amy and Jeremy have said prior, um, being a good listener and actually taking the time to talk to your crew and get to understand them is, is so valuable because you will hear in the conversations, the, the nuances that they're trying to refer back to, whether it's a personal situation, whether it's a training situation, uh, anything of that nature. And if you are good at your skill of being an owner, you can take that information and kind of like instantly analyze, well, what kind of day am I going to have? Is this going to be a, a job for them to do? Uh, are the expectations going to be there today? Do I have to alert the team member? I mean, so much comes into just interacting with your crew. And I do not have the experience of having a large shop with multiple employees. So I have a crew of five or actually six now that we meet like we huddle like daily. I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, I'm in the central room now and now everything is crossing my way. Communications are flying back and forth. I'm watching the boards. So I think I have a fairly easy situation like a crow's nest uh, to oversee the whole operation as it's ongoing and unfolding. And in the morning, our talks are anything about, okay, what was on sports today? What would you do for the weekend? By the way, here's what we're looking at for this week. And then we analyze what we did last week. And then, okay, we don't go back any more than that unless it's something extremely is strange about the month prior to the month, what's happening in the month of, uh, you know, as, as we're progressing through the month. But we look at what we're going to do for the week ahead. And if we've executed or started any different marketing type of situations, I alert them. I show them exactly what we're doing. And by the way, here's the do's and don'ts on this, on this specific um, marketing agenda that we're going after. So it's, it culminates in and then it's like, a all right, one, two, three, break like you would in a football huddle. And then we're off to work. And then literally you can walk through the shop and it's eerily quiet because everybody is doing what they need to do. And by the end of the day, our numbers are met and production is there. And the only thing you really hear is like the phone calls ringing in, but it's, it's weird. Sometimes I get, I look at like, man, are we doing anything? But yet the guys are, you know, producing. So, you know, I think it's a matter for myself. And I speak for myself because every shop owner has a different way of doing it. One, I offer a ton of autonomy. I really give a lot of, uh, benefit of the doubt, I should say, to the team. And I'm not afraid to let them go on their own. Do it their own way. 
to do it their own way because that eliminates me from having to take that, oh, get out of the way. I'm going to do it myself. It's very Jeremy tempting. doesn't understand that part. I Yeah, but, uh, before we got on, right, that was one of the things. And it is very difficult. The, the, it is very difficult to overcome because the first thing you see when your numbers dip, right, you start to go, well, I could have done it that way. That could have been me. I could have saved that. Here I am, my Superman cape is coming on, and I'm getting behind the counter, and I'm going to cure everything. Gotham City will be saved. All right, but, you know, um, but you can't do that. You got to really learn to, to work with your crew. So, so and, and I'm at this point right now, because now that I got the counter settled, you know, I'm, I'm more of a teacher. I'm behind them. I'm showing them everything. And there's failure points along the way, especially with my son coming on board and being a new service advisor. But I'm gelling that team together. And you're going over, you're analyzing the numbers. You're not, you're not uh, taking them to task. You're saying, guys, I think we could have done this a little bit better. Let's take a look at this. Did we green light that or red light that job? Where are our numbers? So again, I walk away after that. I let them handle it. I said, because here's the deal. If we don't make it, I'm okay. You're not. And that's a pretty much of a, the way that, that's what I said, but also it all comes back to listening and understanding. So thanks Can for I that. Chime in on yeah, the oh, please, please, Amy. Yeah. So there's listening and there's listening. Ah. And um, I would invite folks to Google active listening because it's very different. And you actually have to work at it and practice it to be a good active listener. And so a couple easy things you can do is when someone is telling you something, put your phone down, don't answer that tweet, um, look the person in the eyes, nod your head, pay attention. And if they tell you something important, write it down. Take a piece of paper, say great idea, or that's something I'm going to, you know, check up on. And that way they were heard because if you're like, you know, hold that thought and you answer the phone or hold that thought and you do something else, you've just kind of like blown them off and say, you're not as important to me as this other thing. So to really have someone feel validated and listened and feel as a really valuable team member, which is what you want your staff to feel like, you have to really just make that space and really pay attention. And another just real quick thing is active listening is when they tell you something really important, maybe you write it down and you look up and say, so what I heard you say, which is what, I mean, Jeremy, which what we trade service advisors on all the time is this is what you go back to the customer. So what I heard you say was that the sound was coming from the front when the blah, 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 is you need to do the same thing when you're talking to your staff. And so what I heard you say is that, you know, this is what's going on in the shop and this is, you know, blah, blah, blah. And when there's a problem, I always let them go on and on and on. And then I just stop and say, so what's the solution? And then nine times out of 10, the team will bring me the answer to what we need to do to fix it. How cool is that? I mean, if you're ultimately paying, being patient in your listening skills. And it's hard. Yes. Yeah, so many people, so many people will come, they'll come up with their own answer. Let me share with you a few of, you, you sparked uh, p- things that I pulled uh, f- 
pull pull out of my my subconscious about listening uh, on this particular show, this academy. Uh, God, it's got to be two three months ago. Someone suggested a powerful active listening is to make sure you know the eye color of the person that you are you're talking to and I don't oh, remember when that was well, that's a great point um, active listening is empathetic listening you listen to learn you don't listen to reply because we're sitting here waiting for uh, I've got the exact answer for this person you tune yourself out um, and you were mentioning um, confirming and clarifying and, and that's one of the things that I learned long time ago confirm and clarify as an active listener write it down shake your head be engaged and uh, and you know what we could probably hang up this this academy right now and say that one of the single most important soft skills that anyone could build on and um, uh, and improve their world and their life as a leader is listening so goodbye, everyone. No, no, <laughs> we we have we have, but but I, I'm just trying to make a point how important it is. A great comment from Kevin Eckler. Where did he say long term, not listening to your team, they will start to withdraw and give less and less input, and it feels less and less part of a team with a common goal. More soft skills. Let me just toss these up into the air. Courtesy. Time management is a is a good skill. Uh, reliability and enthusiasm are also great soft skills. Jeremy, we were talking about getting that positive vibe that I know Amy does each and every morning. Uh, what's your challenge been about that? Spreading the positive vibe. So it, it's interesting. Back in 2010, um, I was fired from another consulting company and basically went back to work as a service advisor. Say, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna relearn my craft, rewrite all my material. And the owner that I went to work for was a, was a good friend of mine, um, close to my original shop, and had a, there was a lot of anger that was built up in that shop. And <laughs> here we go, eight years later. I understand where that came from. So spreading that positive vibe. I mean, we have so much on our plate all the time. And it's everywhere. Everybody's busy, right? I think the first thing is this. You've got to manage your own emotional state. And first and foremost, you have got to begin every single day being grateful for what you have. And back in 1993-94, I attended my first Tony Robbins firewalk and I walked across the coals, didn't burn my feet. And at the end of that, I felt like I could conquer anything on the planet. I left that seminar and I said, you know what? Every single day that I'm not buried six feet under this ground is a great day because I have my health and I can choose what I want to do. So I don't care what circumstances I'm working under. I'm grateful for being alive, having my health, and I can choose what I do every day. Look, if you're unhappy in this industry, get out. If you don't like it, get out. If you can't be enthusiastic and you can't be happy, sell your shop, get out, go do something else. Let the new blood that's going to come in and dominate your market Give them the chance. So find your passion, find your enthusiasm, and be grateful for what we have. Yes, Freedom Auto Repair is a challenge. Has it been a lot of negativity? Yes, but guess what? I'm building a business for the future of my family, and I don't care what challenge I have. I've chosen it. I've made every decision to get to where I'm at today. And today, I woke up at 3.30 a.m. I had my health. Everything was great. So whatever challenge is in front of me, I can make it happen. Yeah, so that's number one. But it's one. not all about... Yeah, first, it's great to be all about you. I understand that. Zend up focus. But then you, you come in and then there's your team. But Carmen, if you don't have yourself right, how in the world are you going to influence anybody else? But I'm with you. I, I got that. You're, you, you, are, you are right. Now, what's the next step to make that vo- positive vibe, that soft skill stuff work in the team? 
do not kick the water bottle in front of your team. <laughs> no matter how frustrated you get, do not kick this across the parking lot yeah. in front of your team. Although it sends a good message. It's really the wrong message. Do you kick it when it's full? It's, no, no, it, that would hurt. Uh, these things fly pretty far. I think they can go about 60 to 80 feet in the air in a Texas stadium. They might actually hit the big string. But I want to go back to something you said earlier, because when you said it, it hit me. You talked about enthusiasm as being a soft skill. And genuine enthusiasm comes from the heart, and I don't know if it can be learned. So as a service advisors, technicians, shop owners, whoever's on your team, you know who I'm talking about. The guys that show up early, that stay late, that don't ask for overtime, they get the passion for the job. Oh my gosh, if you can figure out how to train that and plug it in and unplug it, you've got a gold mine. So that enthusiasm comes from the heart. So it's kind of like what Greg talked about. You got to hire right. You got to find people that have that genuine enthusiasm for it and then develop it. You also need to fake it sometimes. Say you're, you're not feeling good or um, I've gotten to the point where I don't listen to the news on my way into work because it, I, it can bring me down. So I, I listen to like rock and roll and I try and pump myself up. But there are times where you just are tired and you don't feel good or something happened. Your kid did something stupid and you're grumpy and you come in and as the leader of the group, you have to leave that behind and then you fake it. You know, hi, everyone great to be alive. And you have to bring your game in whether you're feeling it or not. So the next time you come up to me and say, hey, Carm, how are you? I'm never going to be sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I, I want, with all due respect, I want to challenge that a little bit. Um, I am one that shows my true emotions whenever. If I'm not having a great day, I'll let them know I'm not having a great day. It could well, not you be. can say you're tired, I'm a little grumpy, but then you let it go and you move on. Because if you're, uh, if yeah, you're yeah, really yeah. down, you can pull everybody down with you. So I hear what you're saying, Greg, and I agree yeah. that you don't have to not explain what's happening with you. You know, you could say, I didn't sleep last night, I had a stomach flu, well, you know, blah, blah, me, blah. But you still that. have to pull it up. Let me debate that. Okay. If we're talking, if we're talking about being honest with our crew, and we want the crew to be honest with us, and we're here being good listeners, and we're hearing all of their personal situations and all that stuff, and the mission is to succeed, then am I at fault, or is it a part of a leadership to actually discuss with your core your core members? I'm not saying if I had eighteen and eighteen employees with me, but I still would have a group of four or five, um, you know, confidants within that within that team that I would share my a little bit more deeper. Um, one thing that, you know, if you can't be honest with who you are, what you are, when you are, and why you are, then I don't know how anybody can expect anything else from their team members. So if you're having a bad day, explain it. Hey, you know what? I didn't sleep right. Or you know what? Uh, my, my kids were sick. Or, uh, you know, maybe uh, a, a bill came through to surprise the heck out of me. Maybe that we're having a really terrible week and let's analyze everything. So I make it a point to be open with them. And I think they're receptive to that because they, my team, and, and I'm, I'm as proud as hell on these guys, but they've been with me through thick and thin. And the reason why I believe is because I'm as transparent as I can be. And I tell them, I said, my name is on the building. My name is on your shirt. I am Greg Buckley. But Buckley's is an entity that we're all working under including myself. So I'm going to have the same situations as you, but you know, together we're going to get through this no matter what it is. And if I have a bad day, like the other day I came in and I was really irritated 
and I wasn't feeling good. I said, I don't know what it is, but I'm in a really bad mood. Can't tell you why right now. I said, I don't feel well. I said, but I need this job done and we got to get done. Well, you know, before you know it, everything got done. The end of the day went through. I went home early and my team came through for me. I walked in the next day. I said, guys, I apologize. I was really not right. I, I feel much better now. I said, thank you very much. So I believe 100% we need to be honest and transparent. I don't know how we can be any other way if our expectations are any less than being honest and transparent. Let so, me let me bridge this the, the Amy thing and the Greg thing, yeah. and let me say this. And, and here's what I wrote down as I was listening to you, Greg. A success coach knows how hard life is. And, and yeah, uh, you're right. You have to spread the positive vibe as the leader, but in the reality of it is, like you said earlier, Amy, somebody's having a problem. Wife got diagnosed with something. Well, then that positive vibe becomes more empathetic and caring. And, uh, and I do believe, Amy, you are a very caring emotional person as much as you know you you want to have that you know that really positive vibe all the time and i think there's a greg absolutely you wear it on your cuff it's who you are you have a tiny little entity not a tiny entity but it's a great long-term 50 plus year business that uh, has a personality that's been ingrained there and one of the things that i love what greg said guys and jeremy uh, amy is that he was in the crow's nest and and literally, Greg, I think your your responsibility is so goes Greg, so goes the business. Yeah, I mean, I I, I am the captain for that day. I, yeah, for that day. For the, I, and and you need to be the leader. And there's different ways. Like, we're discussing soft skills and we're just discussing leadership. But we all have to take that position of the crow's nest. We have to be able to look down. We have to take the 30,000 view and the the the, the thirty thousand foot view, the thirty foot view, and then we got to be on ground level. You know, and there's so many factors in each of those levels. Um, one of the best books that I, I really could recommend, and maybe it's because I have a bent towards military disciplines, but, you know, Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink. I mean, I, I, I met Jocko. I went to a friend's situation, uh, a class out in uh, Arizona and, and two years ago. It really did give me the perspective of really what leadership is all about. And we are influencers. And if we can't influence then there really isn't a chance for us to lead. But we have to influence our team in ways to get them to do things that, you know, otherwise they wouldn't. And it, it, it could, it's not pay. I mean, I, you know, it's, it's just, look, I believe. I come, I, this is what we're going to do. This is my belief. This is my system. This is my culture. Are you with me? Yes. If not, okay, there's another shop down the street that maybe you're more comfortable in. So, I mean, it's just so valuable for me. And I and please don't, I'm not trying to like holler. I'm just really adamant about mm -hmm. good leadership is, is, is honest leadership and it's, and it's transparent. And it's, it's something that just says, you know, follow me guys. I, I know what we're doing. I know where I, I want to get you better. That's what it's about. It's not, I want to get, I want to make you better. How can I make you better? Yeah, you know, the, the one thing I'll say, Greg, is I hear what you're saying, and I totally agree about being transparent. But if there's, say you're not feeling good or you're grumpy, if there's something happening with a team member or something's going on that you have to deal with, that's where I'm like, yeah, fake it. 
You just go in there and you suck it up because you are the leader and you're the one that has to rise above what's happening to, again, support everyone and move the team forward. A yeah, lot I mean, of a, employees, they don't have that option. They come in, something happened, they're like, right. you can come in like that too, but it's your job to just, you know, right. just go in I, there and, and I, deal with it. I get but it. I, but it was, I agree. I agree with the transparency and being open. And I mean, I went through a real bad sickness a couple of years ago and I had to come in and sit down and say, this is what I'm dealing with. And I need everybody to support me. And, you know, I'm not going to be around as much. And, you know, I threw it right on the table and we all worked together and got through it. So right. the part I meant with the fake it till you make it is that um, sometimes you have to rise above what's going on in your life to take care of your team. So I think we're on the same. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. You are correct. Yeah. It's not a matter of just taking two tums and going, okay, I'm going to feel about eight hours. You know? Yeah, you're right. And, and you have to overcome your own problems in order to, be there for them. You are the last man stand, last person that's, standing. That's the best. That's perfect line. You are the last man standing. That's right. Yes. So. <laughs> okay. Peace. Car, car <laughs> no, I was just wondering what that new prescription of the two Tums things was about. I, I had not heard that before. Look, this will be filled with something different other than and, water. And, 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 and Jeremy, Jeremy, I do want you to, I do want you to go next, but I, I really need to, to, to tell you something. I wrote down the words and I spoke them just a few minutes ago. Success coach knows how hard life is. And after listening to all of this, I added three words to that. And let me share them with you. Success coach knows how hard life is, yet must lead. Can I add one more to the end of that? Yes. Positively. Got it. Good. Good. I like it. What a what Dude, a team. Awesome. I love it. What a So my final thoughts on I love that debate. I just love sitting back and watching that. And that was <laughs> Matt. Thank you guys. For me, it's, you know, I've always preached that your attitude is the only thing that you have 100% complete control over in this life. You can choose your attitude. Now, our, we have to set the baseline foundation of the culture of the business. And it's enthusiastic, it's positive, it's bright. There are negative things that come up and we are emotional creatures and I am going to show my emotions with you. And if I walk out in that shop and I see two guys hanging over a fender talking I'm not going to come and be like, hey, guys, what's going on? Isn't it a great day? No, I got boots on and I use them appropriately. The challenge is this. When you feel yourself going negative, you have to train yourself. And this is a skill. Quickly and efficiently deal with it. Look at the outcome and then get back to the fundamental foundation of the core of the business, which is positive and get back to positively as quick as you can. I agree with Greg. There are times where I'm negative and I will tell myself, look, right now we're dealing with some stuff. I'm going to be negative for the next two hours. Please let me have my space. Let's get the task done. We'll regroup after this is handled. So everybody kind of knows, okay, yeah, he is in a bad mood right now. I'm dealing with it the best I can, but let's get the job done and then we'll refocus. So I try to reset everybody as, as efficiently as we can and move forward in a positive vibe. And I think that's really it. We have the core. Our foundation is we're a positive, happy shop. We want people to say, oh my gosh, there's sunshine and rainbows here and fairy dust on Monday mornings. Come to the Freedom Auto Repair. This is awesome. The coffee's great, great vibe. Everybody's so happy here. How do you do it? Well, behind closed doors, we may have a knockdown drag out argument. We may be negative. I may be pissed off. I may kick the water bottle, but guess what? When that door opens up, 
I'm back to the foundation of the core of the business. And that's the guiding principle that I stand by. So another thought I just had as you were going on is you really need to get to know your staff. And because everybody has different personalities, everybody deals with stress differently. Um, And what I found over the years, because like Greg, I have a very steady staff that I've had for a very long time. They're awesome. They're never allowed to leave me because they're so great. And so I understand how they deal with stress and then I'm able to support them. So if I have, I have this one tech, you know, he's my A++ tech, but when you have an A++ tech, they can get a little high strung. And so when something is really, really challenging, his first initial reaction is throw it in the river. I'm done. And I, I can't like, you know, start yelling at him or anything. I have to give him space, let him just, you know, vent and get it out. And then I've learned that I can just ask questions and kind of help his brain kind of reboot and to think it through. And sometimes if it's a really hard diagnosis, I'll say, you know what, push it out, let it go. I'll talk to the customer. And then before he leaves at night, I say, you know what, I had this thought and maybe this or maybe that. So I invite you to just ask yourself a question before you go to sleep at night what the heck is going on with that car? And nine times out of 10, he'll walk in and he walks in. And, and when he leaves, he's just like, rah, 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 rah. but he walks in the door and he just like attacks it and nails it. And it's just such a beautiful thing. But all of your staff is going to deal with things differently. And as leader, you kind of got to get to know of what do what does each member of the team need to get through You know, because this is a stressful business. Things happen all the time. I've got this this fleeting last thought. The the value that service advisors and technicians in the need for soft skills training for those positions in the company. And so let me give you each a chance to go around the room. and, And listen, if this goes on for 10 minutes, I'm great with it because I'd love to have a little discussion on technician soft skills and service advisor. Now, usually service advisors are coming from outside the industry. I've heard a couple of people say hospitality and they're people, people, they've got those soft skills. That's what we need on our counter. Okay, maybe we can agree to that. Technicians, how important is technicians soft skill? Uh, I think a technician really needs to have the same type of skills for communicating as well as our service advisors do, um, because the interaction between both are really truly a, what the service advisor is going to base his estimates on. So if there's not clear communication and an understanding, meaning that if, you, if, if the service advisor does not understand what the technical aspects of the repair will be, then that sets the tone for a mis for a mis or a, a really bad estimate, an unprofitable estimate. So again, we have to be able to use tools um, and also show that you know or have role play between what the technician is describing to the service advisor, um, and it could be simply as learning, understanding. Well, for those of us that use DVIs, the technician can write in very, very generic language, you know, on what this system is doing and what the problem is. And then don't be afraid to have a face-to-face. I think that the face-to-face is really critical 
in our heavier diagnostics or testing situations in order to produce profitable results. So that's key there. As for service advisors, they must be able to relate. They must form a relationship and the conversation has to be relatable to the client. So when you, um, when, when you look at the client coming in the door, in fact, as soon as they come out of the car, if you're able to see them coming out of the car, they should be looking at the demeanor, the action, the, the way they shut the door, the way they're walking towards the front door. And of course, when they walk in their presence, all of that comes up to, you know, how am I going to speak to this client? And I go back to my situation where, okay, I've been working Fuel Island since the age of eight. And, I, you know, and that's where I learned all of my soft skills. I could tell you when a person is not feeling great, what's going on. Can I move them up to premium? Can I check their, I mean, all of that dynamic is right there. So I try my best to share that way of learning to my team. And I believe it works because we have really great service advisors and, and, you know, I got two of them now, but um, they, they're able to relate to the client. And, and I think once we get that relationship going, then we can go ahead and prescribe what the repairs will be, what the level of maintenance going, is going to be, what the budget is, how we can maintain the vehicle over the course of one, two, three years, whatever they prefer. But we get to know them in different levels. So, there's my there's my two uh, situations. Thank you so much, Amy. Um, Greg hit it on the dot. I don't know if you can read that. Communication. It all comes down to communication. And I mean, even all these soft skills, it's all about learning how to communicate. And absolutely, the technicians and the service advisors, uh, they need to learn how to communicate with each other. Because if the technician is not able to communicate with the service advisor, the service advisor can't sell the job correctly. So I talk a lot with my staff that if the, and communication is when the other person understands what you are trying to say. So if you are talking and the other person is not understanding, and so I talk a lot about, you know, uh, body language, is look at them. Are they shaking their head up and down? Um, are they going like this? So if they don't understand, there was no communication. So there needs to be communication from the technician to the service advisor, and of course the service advisor to the um, customers, but also... I don't know about you guys, but I take, we bring customers out into the shop all the time and the technician then needs to communicate to the customer about their car. And the way that I helped my technicians do this was they would come out and get me and they would kind of like run through it of what was wrong with this person's car. And then I would go and get the customer. And at first when we, you know, when I have a new technician and we're, you know, I'm teaching them how to do it is I explain to the customer what's wrong with their car so that the technician can watch me do it and listen to how I say it. And then, you know, I always stop and say, did that make sense to you? Do you understand what I'm saying? And then over time, I would ask the technician to do it. Okay. I would watch the customer and watch their body language. And I'd say, you know what? I don't think they quite understood what you were saying. Could you, you know, bring it down a little bit or let me try it and tell me if I got it right. But it's all about communication. Thank you. Great pointers. I like I like how that that training piece worked between you and the tech, and then the tech and the customer. Excellent stuff. 
Hey, I want to thank Great Chatter on the Zoom chat panel, and that's exactly where we would love everybody to kind of hang out. Of course, we've got this thing going on Facebook Live. Great to have everybody by. Um, and here's one of the takeaways I had when I heard both Greg and, and Amy talk. Never be afraid to ask a question. And, you know, that should be an open uh, an open rule in, in, in a business. Too many people are afraid to ask a question that they may be called out on. Say, what do you mean you don't know that? And the older that I've ever gotten in my life, when I was a young man, I never wanted to ask a question and expose maybe what I didn't know. Boy, do I wish I asked them 40 years ago. And today, I, I, I don't take a step left or right. If I don't understand, I ask. And I don't know if it's because... Uh, maybe I have some gray hair that people allow me that freedom to say, well, okay, I guess he's old enough to ask a, a question that he should have known the answer to. But also remember this, a lot of people ask questions they do know the answers to. And they're really trying to find out if if you're bought in and you know and, and what, you know what your commitment is. Hey, uh, wow, improving your soft skills, how to lead and spread a, a positive vibe. But Jeremy, I will give you the last word. What's your, what's your take on tech and the service writer soft skills? Well, uh, so I'm going to go a different direction on technician soft skills and it's problem solving. And I think great technicians are awesome problem solvers. And that's a skill that can be learned. And I've developed it in my lifetime. And it's one of the things that I love to challenge my technicians on when you deal with the tough drivability concern, you have got to become a great problem solver. And I think Steve Jobs said this, I think he said that every single person should take a computer programming class because it teaches you that eye for detail and those problem-solving skills. So I think that's a great soft skill for technicians. Uh, service, Amy and Greg have said so much on service wise. I'm not going to beat that. But I just the epiphany I'm taking away from this is, Jeremy, people do not hear you at the rate of your speech. So I will run through my shop. I'm like, hey, da, 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 da. and then five minutes later, I'm like, that's not what I said. Where in the heck did you get that from? Well, I heard you say that, and I'm realizing I just talk too fast. So People don't hear me at the rate of my speech. I need to slow down and make sure that they actually understood what I said. So I understand. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> hey, thank you, everyone. Have a have a super weekend. Thank you for being here on the Town Hall Academy. Great, great job. Amy, Greg, Jeremy. Thanks for being on board to listen and learn from the premier automotive aftermarket podcast. Until next time. 